Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S t-o-l-k-i-e-n and instagram at tipples and tolkien so cozy up pour yourself a drink and come on a journey with us this fall on tipples and tolkien previously on second edition one uh we see uh like the the little uh, budding romance between uh, starbuck and anders has uh has boiled over uh, and uh, Starbuck has stayed over uh, at Anders' place. What? What? I'm going to hold on to that reaction. Something else has fallen into place about a theory I'm, I'm working on, but we'll oh, save interesting, that for interesting. the end. It's five. We wow. now have five of We're five twelve. episodes into the I second think... season, and we've just met the fifth Cylon. I th- mm, okay. Yeah. I mean, we've definitely we've met more than more five, than that, yeah. but we know five we've of them. Confirmed. We've confirmed. I feel certain about six. <laughs> Anders is a Cylon. <laughs> I will buy a hat and eat the hat if Anders live is on not, YouTube. Live on YouTube if Anders is not a Cylon. Can I pick out the hat? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it is. He is so certainly a Cylon. Alliteration aside. He is, I'm just so, so certain. So what you're saying is that the captain of the Caprica Buccaneers, who uh, survived mm. the uh, the attack on the colonies because he was on a, mm. uh, a team like training exercise in the mountains and is now leading Convenient. the human resistance, killing Cylons by the sevens, uh, and uh, has fallen in love with... Uh, a, a human lieutenant from the colonial fleet and like it, the puts, person who's probably murdered the most Cylons out of anyone and, yeah, and but puts Cylons it all, puts it all on the line to, uh, to rescue her from the Cylons. So you're saying that that's a Cylon. Yeah. A hundred percent. Action stations, action stations. Set condition one throughout the ship. This is not a drill. Repeat. Action stations, action stations. Set condition one throughout the ship. The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. There are many copies. copies. And they have a plan. Action stations, action stations, set condition one throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition One, a Night Shift Radio original. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and joining me on the CIC is the XO Kitsy. Guys, I think I'm a Cylon now. <laughs> the, the Cylon XO. And of course, the president of the podcast and in the 12 colonies, Andrea. You're a Cylon, Kitsy, and I don't know if you know this, but you have been from the start. <laughs> Fuck, have really? been from the start. Yeah. So hey, hi. 
Welcome back, first of all. Welcome back to, to you both and, and to our listeners. We just, uh, we just knocked out another season. I cannot believe it. We are three quarters of the way through the 2004 sci-fi hit Battlestar Galactica uh, <laughs> on Andrea's first ever watch through. Uh, and for those of you just tuning in for the very first time, uh, we're about to recap uh, the entire third season. And so, uh, it, I mean, do what you will. We're not gonna we're not gonna tell you what to do or how to do it, but uh, if you're if you're new, you may want to start at the beginning. Uh, for those of you who have been with us for at least one episode prior, I guess <laughs> for at least the episode prior, I shouldn't shouldn't assume which episode. Um, you will know that we just left on a very big reveal uh, at the end of the the final episode, Crossroads Part Two, uh, Season Three, Episode Twenty. Uh, Battlestar Galactica, and that was four of the final five. I said that <laughs> said that really awkwardly. Five. You want to try that again? Uh, it was four I, of I the gonna, five. Fine. I was going to say four of the five, and then in the the, the end, I was like, no, you've got to you've got to say final five. Yeah. Four of the final five Cylons have been revealed, and uh, Andrea, do you want to tell us who those are? As soon as you take that big old drink of water. <laughs> I thought you knew I was about to do my ventriloquist act, but I didn't have my dummy with me. So. Yeah, because I'm visiting my mom, so. <laughs> Got them. Self-burn. <laughs> I would love to tell you who those four are. Okay, go ahead. But you forgot. <laughs> but, but I'm terrible <laughs> with names. No, no, I got it. It's, I'm going to do it in, um, yeah, I'm going to do it in the order in which I say them out loud right now, which is <laughs> Tori. Amazing. Yes, Tori. This isn't a bit. This isn't a bit. Tyrell. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Tori, Tyrell, Ty. Yes. And Tanders, the Tanders. Tylon. And, and Tanders, the Tylon. <laughs> uh, would that be Samuel T. Anders, the pyramid player for the noted uh, Kaepernick Bucks? Uh, Kaepernick so Buccaneers? His middle pyramid name is team? a T. So his name is Samuel <laughs> yeah, so he's, Tanders. He's Samuel Tanders. Tanders. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, Tori, Ty, Sam Tanderson. Tyrell and Sam <laughs> Tanderson and and Anders. The so again for our longtime listeners, you will note that Andrea at one point or another, well, the Tori was just like literally just like a couple weeks ago. You yeah. got that one uh, right at the eleventh hour, uh, but at some point or another, you have managed to guess this entire reveal. Uh, although not never all at the same time, you've never named all four of them as like definitively. You think they're for the final five, yeah. uh, but uh, remind our listeners, Andrea, uh, how this felt. Uh, like what was surprising, what wasn't, and what like what was the primary emotion that gripped you uh, when this reveal was made? The primary emotion for me was was satisfaction at being right about Anders. I mean, that, <laughs> although the thing about that is, I knew I was going to be correct the whole time, so really that maybe isn't. Um, <laughs> the thing I just people who've been with us since since the beginning, um, or at least close to the beginning, will will remember that. The moment Samuel T. Anders appeared on screen, <laughs> the the very moment uh-huh. he appeared on screen, Anders was like Cylon. That's a Cylon. <laughs> yeah, the very yeah. moment. Well, I I mean I had a few, again. We talked about it a little bit last week, but he was one of the first new characters we were introduced to from like I almost said from Earth, who were on who was on Caprica. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Old Caprica. Old Caprica. I almost said OG Caprica. <laughs> um, and so that was part of it. Another part was that was when Kobol. we were Kobol, Lobach. <laughs> that was when we were at the height of um, Starbucks Cylon hatred, and I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if the person that the first person that she was really able to fall in love with and and they had a pretty healthy relationship at that point things weren't but so the first person she was really able to like open up to after zach's death and all of that was a cylon the we <sighs> knew about all the baby making stuff and so i wasn't ready to think that starbuck i wasn't so committed to the idea of starbuck being a cylon as i have been off and on um that it it just it felt convenient how yeah. i'm curious how do you feel about starbuck being a cylon potentially now Potentially given, now, given given what we reveal, now know, the reveal that we haven't yet revealed. Do we want to? I think we should. So the immediately after the reveal, of the the final five of uh, well, four of the final five, uh, you know, Ties tells them all to, to get back to work because the ship is in danger and like this is you know this is who we are. Uh, so the the four go their their separate ways. Anders to. Like I guess not really do much of anything because I don't think he's a fully trained pilot yet. But to be present, stand around and look pretty. That's his job. Tyrrell gets confronted by Callie. Like, where the frack have you been? And I'll tell you later. No, you no, fracking won't. <laughs> and Ty walks into the the CIC, and you know the admiral says, "You know, it's good to see you, Colonel." <sighs> and Ty says, "You know, it's good to be here, Admiral. You can count on me." <sighs> and uh, I. <laughs> Oh. We also get a scene of Tori approaching the president, like I'm here if you need me, man. A president, like she was like basically trying to to just like emulate Ty in that mm-hmm. moment because she didn't know what the fuck to do. Oh yeah, you 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 left out the the most important thing though when when Ty says uh, you know you can count on me. Bill says never doubted it for a second. Oh. Yep. Yeah. Oh oh my god, those oh, two very good. It will. Devastate Adama to learn about this if he does, mm-hmm. because like I mean, this the the guys have been friends forever since the the, the first war, like forty some odd years. Like you know, Ty even says it in the in the in his little speech uh, last episode where he says, you know, forty years, two wars, combat, you know, it, the time in the you know the cell in New Caprica, like all of this to to go through to like to be one of them, like that's got to fuck with your head. But he decides that, you know, he he wants to be Saul Tai. Like, that's the man who he is. That's the man who he wants to be. And whatever happens now, that's who he, he you know, plans to go out as. Uh, which is convenient because, like, the entire Cylon fleet jumps in mm-hmm. uh, to range uh, just as, like, power is restored to the fleet simultaneously. Because if you remember, uh, when they arrived at the nebula, the entire fleet lost power simultaneously, uh, and it was restored simultaneously. Uh, conveniently lines up with the uh, the four receiving their, their activation signal. <laughs> it's like they'd been uh, rebooted, and- like, all together and, like... So there are some like we know that they were like they were drawn to this location uh, because of the the information they found at the um, the Temple of Five uh, and how like it was all supposed to like point the way back to Earth where the the Thirteenth Tribe had gone. Like there's all of these weird connections here, uh, and so like that moment they like they were as they were approaching it, uh, the four started to hear this song this signal, uh, but as they got into range, it became strong enough and just turn them all on, turn the ships off and on again. Uh, and just at that moment, there's the greatest contacts. So the, we're going to take a break now. Um, so the, uh, the, the 
fleet has to, to scramble to respond. Uh, and so they, they get every available pilot in their uh, Vipers and uh, scramble even, the alert Vipers. Even Lee, who has, uh, as far as we know, quit uh, being a pilot, mm-hmm. is now mm-hmm. back in a Raptor or a, a Viper. Yeah, he he runs back. He he sees everyone run into to you know into action, uh, like he does a very like Clark Kent move, where like he's <laughs> running through the hallway, loosening his tie. He get goes to his quarters and grabs his old flight suit, which apparently he still has. Like, why wouldn't that be? You know, it doesn't matter. But he goes and he, he jumps in a, a Viper and, and launches. And we get a moment where uh, Hilo says to Gator, like, who's in Viper 3? Mm-hmm. And you know, we see a, a close-up shot of Apollo. You know, he's like, I'm in you know, Galactica, Apollo, I'm in Viper 3. I've got a bogey at my 10. I'm going to go investigate. And so the the end of season four has been some big bombshells three. already. Sorry, yeah, sorry. End of season three uh, has been some big bombshells already. We've got uh, the the trial of Gaius Baltar ended in an acquittal. Uh, we learn that Laura Roslin has gotten her cancer back. No, we uh, <laughs> Starbuck died. Starbuck died. Died. Starbuck died. Heartbreak. And the. Uh, these four that we've talked about are are Cylons. And they have been uh, from the start. They have been from the start. But season three is not done with us yet because Lee manages to catch up to that bogey, or rather it catches up to him because it's a much better pilot than he is. <laughs> oh. And it's a Viper piloted by someone real familiar looking. And Apollo says, Kara? Don't freak out. It really is me. It's going to be okay. I've been to Earth. Been I know where it is, and I'm going to take us there. She knows where it is, and she's going to take us there. What? It's a Lee saw a Starbucks explode. Yeah, in ship in the pieces. storm, and I, like just like the fireworks in my virtual background. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and you know they've been mourning and trying to move on from the death of Starbuck for like hey. however much time they like. Including all me. of the crew, all of us. Yeah, we. well, yes, all of us. We have. That's you know what. That's fair. We have uh, been trying to move on from the death of Starbuck for however long it you know time has elapsed within the show, long enough for uh, Anders to have become a pilot uh, or and start a, pilot a relationship recruit, with Tori, and start Oops. a relationship with Tori, and uh, like <gasps> totally miss the miss the cues and signals from Celix. Or did he just not reciprocate? Maybe he saw them and was like, I just don't. He friend zoned her. They were mm-hmm. having, hanging out, playing darts and skee ball and whatever they <laughs> and were pyramid. doing. Pyramid. Pyramid. He was teaching her pyramid. That's right. Oh. So, Kara's back. Yeah. She's alive. I was, there she was the like Earth. a moment there where I was like, it's Starbucks. Or it could be, what if it's another Lee? Like, what if Lee looks out the window and it's another <laughs> Lee? That was like for half a second. And then, I mean, obviously it was going to be Starbucks. Like, it didn't make sense for it to be anybody else but i just like to be open to possibilities i would have loved for it to have been like one viper and crammed into the cockpit was another <laughs> ty tory <laughs> Tyrell, <laughs> and Anders, just all like against the, the glass fucking <laughs> <laughs> clown car oh my god i love that Wait, andrew you have been 
theorizing off and on since uh, I think since the miniseries that you you thought Lee could be a Cylon. Lee was uh, the lar- first one I speculated. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that that would have been a, an interesting reveal, especially like you know we just got four of them. Why not give us all five? Well, they don't do that. They don't give us the the fifth yet. So there is still some mystery left in the show, which is exciting because we have a whole season left. But this is uh, a a good point to uh, to start to uh, start to speculating, Andrea. Who's the fifth? Well, so are we? going to ignore the fact that Starbuck died and now has come back? Yeah, so there's there the Starbuck thing, there's a lot going on there for me, and one, so there are a lot of ways that could be, right? One is Lee's hallucinating because we know that folks hallucinate a Starbuck followed a bogey into the nebula, right, that we or through the, uh, not the nebula, the uh, the maelstrom. The maelstrom, thank you. So Starbuck followed somebody through the maelstrom we don't know who that was and nobody else saw that ship right so you know there's there's room there for lee to be hallucinating a starbuck there's the possibility that it looked as though her ship was in pieces but something about passing through the maelstrom because when we watched that episode i was a little confused about how that was going to be starbuck fulfilling her destiny because i knew they weren't going to follow her through the maelstrom which for her ending to be satisfying. I knew there had to be something else um, or I wanted there to be something else. Um, Mm -hmm. I went back and forth. I thought the ending was so perfectly sad and I love to be sad. So I was satisfied that way. But in terms of like storytelling, it didn't feel as wrapped up as it should have been. Um, So you were satisfied. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) Um, And so I think there's a real possibility and I hope that this is the possibility or that this is the, I hope it turns out that she did pass through and has been to Earth and does lead everybody there. I think that would be, um, and, you know, whatever complications happen along the way, fine. But um, I love the idea of of her following her gut, being correct, and then coming back to fulfill that. I think that would be really lovely. Or she could be a Cylon. Or she could be a Cylon and not know that she is and also have done the thing of going to Earth and back. Like, there's a lot. It doesn't really, yeah, clear anything up for us. Could she be a Cylon, but also still be leading them to Earth? Yeah, right? I think that's quite possible. Well, I don't think it's quite possible, it, but it's certainly a possibility. And in which case, is she leading them to Earth to lead the Cylons to Earth, or is she leading them to Earth as you know, like to finally be free and home? Right, right. I mean, either of those. And do we know that whoever the fifth and possibly sixth Cylon is slash are, have they all been definitely activated if if starbuck ooh, ho, ho, ah, if if starbuck is a cylon and she were through the maelstrom would she not have been there to receive the activation song and so could the other four be activated but but starbuck still doesn't know that she is and do the other four do the other four know who the fifth and possibly sixth um, Cylon is slash R. Presumably the activation signal via the, the song, uh, which uh, we never fully addressed in, in the, the last episode, but was a uh, an original arrangement uh, by Bear McCreary of the song All Along the Watchtower, um, <laughs> including the, the use of some of the lyrics uh, sprinkled throughout the dialogue. I have a question um, about that before we move on. Okay. Bear, Bear, I love you. I love you as much as I love some of the characters on this show. You are, uh, I really, I, but 
why? <laughs> Bear, why? Why that song in particular? Why any contemporary, not even contemporary, why any earth song when we have had no earth songs ever? Like everything has been an original arrangement, not even an original arrangement, an original composition of Bear's. So, which was written on Earth, <laughs> as far as you know. Caleb, you know what? You got me there. And all of this has happened before, and it will happen again. Bear McCreary is the fifth <laughs> Cylon. Yeah, and I didn't even know that bears could make music, so I'm still kind of dealing with that. <laughs> and, like, well, the country bears can. They had a whole jamboree. That's true. So fun, fun fact about Bear McCreary, though, not a real bear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I... I'm not sure how I feel about them eventually having a vocalist like sing the whole song. Uh, I like I like it. That's not the point. Like I I don't know how I feel about it as far as like contributing to the show. Uh, but I think the music is so well done. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's this haunting feeling, and uh, like it, like as they're just hearing it like quietly through the the halls, it's like it feels like oh, it's. Oh, Caleb, you're very smart. It feels like it's pulling them and pulling them towards something, and then when the reveal happens, it just hits this crescendo and it's do 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 do. Well, and it does the same thing for us in a way that an original composition of bears that we weren't familiar with mm-hmm. wouldn't do. Yeah. Because there mm-hmm. is, it is familiar to you, to me, to the listener, mm-hmm. even if I like, I couldn't pinpoint it right away. Part of it being that it is a different arrangement, part of it being that we're only hearing it in dribs and drabs, like, but there's still something familiar to it as it slowly becomes more and more into focus. And then when mm-hmm. Ty says the lyrics, and so we get to kind of have that experience along with them um, in a way that you wouldn't get. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, in that case, I like that they did. I do. It is going to depend on what happens with season four. Depending on what happens there, I will be able to decide how I feel about this. Because right now, it makes no sense that the only song we've heard that we would recognize um, is this song suddenly, unless there's a reason for that. Well, uh, I love that. If you recall, um, last week I mentioned that... uh, Tyrell makes this offhand comment like, "Oh, this, this, just this song. I think I remember it from my childhood." And I come into that it was like kind of an interesting thing for him to say, uh, for that to turn out to be the activation song, because uh, you can imagine like it, it, their implanted memories of like who they are and like like what their childhoods were. So having this song trigger as like a childhood memory, but actually oh be their God, yeah. their activation sequence. Uh, I think it was uh, just a really interesting choice of words for like the pre-reveal. That's so funny. Yeah, I I love this show. Mm-hmm. I want to I want to start out by saying mm-hmm. that um, Battlestar Galactica, not Set Condition One. <laughs> oh, God, no, there's no. But, we wouldn't have thought that. Don't worry. But I love Battlestar Galactica. You, you all know that. You you know that. Um, I hate I hate this reveal. Oh, I hate that, it so much. That bums me out. Oh, why? I I hate I hate the choice of song. I think now musically, I love the Bear's arrangement of it. I think Bear's arrangement of it is, is brilliant and genius, mm-hmm. and I would listen to it over and over again. That is not my issue. Uh, but I think this is a, a a silly song to use for this. I think they could have come up with you know many better songs. Um, I, I hate. I hate that we get all four Cylons at once, just like that. 
I hate that we get them by just like, oh, I guess we're Cylons. Huh. How about that? Like, there's no, there's no big like, oh shit, someone saw a Tyrell somewhere. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and heck, and I just, I, I don't, I, I don't like Tori as a Cylon either. I don't think she's a significant enough character for her to be one of the final five to be, um, to, 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 to mean anything to me. Like, like Anders, Tyrell, and Ty, absolutely. I like she is not a, a top tier character like they are, and so I no. think having her be one of them is 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 silly. Well, um, I th- so yeah, I just I don't I don't like this particular reveal at all. This is my least favorite Cylon reveal of all of them. I have several. Not. I believe it. Oh yeah, I, no, I believe you. <laughs> It'd be a weird thing to lie about. Um, I have I have several responses to those things, and again, as somebody who doesn't have the full picture um, yet. The one thing I will say about I don't I have I'm I could not be more indifferent to this song in general, so I'm coming into it in that way without any sort of preconceived feelings either mm-hmm. way. It's a perfectly fine song. Um, I have been saying that to me, I've been thinking of the final five um, as I've been imagining them up in some like elevated space, right? Um, we talked mm-hmm. about it a couple of episodes ago. Mm-hmm literally looking down on everybody and sending out this like, and so to, for it to be all along the watchtower to call those final five back does make sense. If my um, conception of, of how they work is, is accurate. Um, it would make sense that like the, the song of all songs, the thing about the reveal is that it's surprising because it's not what you expect. Mm-hmm. And I've spent so much time asking for a reveal and we've gone mm-hmm. all season without one. That, and we joked about, well, what if we get to the end of season four and then we get the last five? And we got the next equivalent version of that, which is the end of season three, we get four. So that's like, and it was so overwhelming. And it was so like, I couldn't believe that they were going to give us all four in that moment because it's that's not how this typically would work in any other show. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for that, I like that it was that it was different, that it was, like, again, the, the last thing you would expect for a show to do. And then as far as Tori goes, if we only have, like, what, it's like six to eight top-tier characters. And so if the final five are out of that, that's a lot of our... Um, and I've always been... I've been ready for it to be a sort of... B or C list yeah. character in general for them to give us like one I'm okay with. If it were more than that, um, if if we had like a fucking Tory and hot dog and <laughs> hot dog would be funny. Hot dog hold would be now. hilarious. No, hold on, no, I want hot dog <laughs> to be the fifth. And the thing with Tory, and then I like, Caleb, I will let you talk because I can tell that <laughs> you have something to say, and I am. Um, all wound up now about this is good. I said two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I was like, Oh God, I hope it's not Tori. Like that'll be boring. But then as I was saying it, I changed my mind because she's the one who, um, Rosalind trusted Mm -hmm. with Hera and she's the one who let Hera. I mean, it, it in one way or another was her fault that Hera ended up in the hands of the Cylons. And so now we get to consider whether or not that's some part of her, like, hidden programming whether it just is it's it's an interesting it adds an interesting wrinkle to that i think yeah well i i appreciated that it's someone that you you don't expect i i know the first time i watched this through i had not 
pegged uh, Tori as being a Cylon at all. Um, But I also want to think about the idea that, like, uh, we see her as not a particularly important character in the, the show so far and possibly not even like within the, uh, the, the ecosystem of the characters in this universe, uh, or the, the hierarchy of them. But yeah, I mean, one, she, she is trusted by the president, so she is somewhat important. Uh, but two, like it's been implied that the final five are themselves very important amongst the Cylons. So I'm curious mm-hmm. if Tori is someone who uh, was herself, you know, a very important Cylon, and we just we just don't haven't learned about her until now, or if the final five are very important, but there's one that you know one or two, or whatever, that are less important than the others. Uh, it just she just happens to be That's one funny. of them. Like it's so th- there's. She's the Charlie of the Final Five in the way that we've, yeah, hierarchy within the hierarchy. I like that. Um, fun fact about the use of All Along the Watchtower. Apparently that was something that uh, Ronald D. Moore had just wanted to use at some point, basically since the miniseries. Like he, he wanted to find a, a way to work that song in, uh, but couldn't figure, you know, find the, the right Why? spot. I don't, well, I don't know. Uh, but couldn't find the right spot until here. But he specifically told uh, Bear to make a completely different version, which is where he adds the, the sitar and gets his brother to sing uh, and everything. Um, also, What's his brother's name? Uh, I don't Fox. know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Fox, apparently, uh, Wolf. The in uh, season one, episode thirteen of the X Files, uh, Mulder asks uh, someone to channel Jimi Hendrix and play all along the Watchtower, and uh, Scully's father uh, used to call her Starbuck. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Aww. I'm wondering if that actually might be what put the idea in uh, mm-hmm. in, in Ronald Moore's mind. I don't know. Uh, but speaking of Starbuck. Uh, Katie Sackhoff uh, was specifically told, like, you, know, you you can't tell anyone that you're not actually leaving the show. Uh, and so they actually get like did a full, like, goodbye party and everything for her. That's so <laughs> funny. Wait, like, even, like, the cast and crew didn't know? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's uh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So... The idea, like, then, you know, a couple episodes later, they bring her back, uh... I I would love to think, and yeah, you know, who knows at this point? But I would love to think that Lee actually turned for the first time and saw yes. Starbuck and was like, "Care?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. and like that was a genuine reaction from him. Um, That's so funny, oh, Brendan. I love, that. I love stuff like that. Brendan McCreary goes by BT Four apparently professionally. How are you gonna name huh. one of your kids Bear and the other one Brendan? Is his name actually Bear? I don't know. Did we ever look that up? I I feel like... I haven't looked anything up. I'm going to look it up now. Yeah, you shouldn't. Um, The only thing I've looked up this whole series is whether or not Anders is a Cylon. (laughs) It was a joke. It was a joke. It was a joke. I I feel like I need to say... God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) No Uh, way. No. Early life. Uh, I don't see any... Reference to him having a name other than Bear, so I'm just gonna say that Bear's is his given name. I love that. We should. We have uh, multiple greatest contacts, I guess, or whatever. So here comes a break. <laughs> okay, now when it comes to 
listeners, you'll know uh, that the awkward editing that just occurred was because of the kids who just handled that throw to break. So uh, just, send your complaints to them, not to me. Just go pull one out of a past episode. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> I've done that when you forgot to say your own name, Caleb. So <laughs> That's true. I've done that. Um. <laughs> hey there, listener. Did you know you're our favorite listener? That's right. You're a very special listener. And I, president of the podcast, Andrea, am here with a super secret recommendation just for you. There's another little podcast on our network that you may have heard of, and it's called Left of the Dial. Every week, your hosts, Caleb and Kitsy, talk about a different record they love. They also talk with really amazing guests. For example, a recent episode features New Jersey's second favorite son and king of the DIY comedy scene, Chris Gethard, and me. I was... I was on that one, too. Focusing on new and independent music, they're a great way to find your new favorite band. And Left of the Dial is so excited to announce their new live, in-studio music series, Left of the Dial Live. Head over to leftofthedial.live to check out recent sessions from the Tisburys, Hit Like a Girl, and Mikey Erg, just to name a few. While you're there, you're going to want to subscribe so you don't miss any of the incredible sessions they've got coming up. And as always, for more information on Left of the Dial Live, the Storyteller series, and all of our other wonderful shows, you can head on over to nsrad.io. Because it's rad. And it's, it's like radio. Hey listeners, it's Caleb from Night Shift Radio. If you're like me, you used to sit in your driveway for as long as it took to hear the end of whatever dramatic tale was playing out on public radio that night. The Storyteller series is a loving homage to that classic radio theater. Lose yourself in original short stories, performed by a full cast or delivered by a narrator, and designed to take you on an audible journey. The Storyteller series is a night shift radio original and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Can't get enough? Or maybe you prefer the written word. Be sure to check out our monthly print edition as well at nightshiftradio.com slash storyteller. Y'all? Yeah? Uh-huh. I have good news for, for both of you. Oh? Hmm. And by extension for our listeners... Um, I just, just now, this just came through. Uh, I just got the email from, from the network. Okay. We've been renewed for a fourth season of Second Edition 1. Well, hot damn. Oh, yeah. thank God. It I came was... through at the last minute. Our contract negotiations finally, like, we, we reached a, an agreement with management, and Man. we are renewed for a fourth season of Second Edition 1. I Man, just, Six like, seasons in a movie. Thank I God. really didn't think Michael was going to come through. Uh, I didn't. I thought for sure, you know. I just, <laughs> I just, I, I was worried. I was really worried this was gonna be our last episode. We were gonna have yeah. to end end this show on 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 the season three uh, closer. But uh, no, we're renewed for a, for a fourth season, so you'll get at least one more season of us here at Second Edition One. So that's exciting. I like this show very much. I mean, I can't believe. I mean, I know that that was a bit, but hearing you say one more season is really that's so crazy. <laughs> So this like this, this, a lot has happened this season, and I feel like we say that at the end of every season. But a lot has happened. I they were we were still on New Caprica when yeah. the the season began. Like the resistance was was kicking off uh, the second resistance, I guess, because you know as we know, uh, Sam Anders, the pyramid player turned Cylon, uh, led the resistance on Old Caprica. Uh, or wait. <laughs> If he's been a Cylon the whole time, wouldn't he be Cylon turned pyramid player? Turned Cylon again. Cylon. <laughs> uh, well, he'd be Cylon turned pyramid player turned uh, Nugget turned Cylon. Yes. Nugget. 
Uh, also think about that. Like we, we just learned that Ty, Terrell and Anders were all, uh, are all Cylons. Uh, Ty, Terrell and Anders were essentially like the heart they of were the resistance, the resistance on New Caprica. Oh my God. That like, like yeah, but I just, I didn't like, you know, we, we, Saw really? how, like, Boomer was kind of in, in deep cover and didn't know who she was until she got activated. But, like, these three were in the deepest of cover. Yeah. <laughs> to, like, not have even an inkling. Like, Boomer, like, was was starting to, to figure it out and to fight it. And these mm-hmm. three, it was just a boom like that. I wonder uh, if there's something about their programming that led them not about their programming, but something about their makeup that led them because how convenient that the three, you know, running the resistance happened to be three of the final five, but are they in some way like drawn to like one another? You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that there's something that would make, well, and yeah, especially when you think about like Boomer and Tyrrell being so. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Uh, I also have a theory. I don't think I've I don't think we theory. ever we we ever um, really resolved this one. But earlier in this season, uh, I think it's Deanna sees the faces of the final five. Yeah, and she goes right. up to one and says, "Oh my god, I didn't. I had no idea. I'm sorry." Yes. Uh, I'm guessing that was Ty, but with his eye being gouged out. Yeah. <laughs> right, I mean, and I thought it was Ty because she tried to get him drunk and have a uh, sabotage him through an interview or whatever. But the I thing makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, this, love I mean, her being like, oh, no. Oosh, j- that's just awkward. in general, knowing that like he is one of them and one of like one of their like revered members. Uh, mm-hmm. And like oh. they've they've not treated him well. No. Granted. It has been He's mutual. Not them well, either. <laughs> it's been extremely mutual. But I don't think anyone hates the fracking Cylons more than Ty does. Exactly. <laughs> so you know, the, these three, the, the the heart of the resistance, and Tori was there too. Uh, <laughs> uh, on New Caprica, and she did play teaching. a big part in having. Oh, I keep saying that. Never mind. Yeah. Well, never mind what. No, I was I was conflating two different moments, but. Mm. But she still, I mean, she still figures in as a big part of that whole thing. The fact that Rosalind does trust her to get mm-hmm. Harry yeah. off the planet and all of that. So, Well, and, you know, she she definitely has an influence on policy. I mean, she has the president's ear and has been a trusted advisor and yeah. a confidant and whatnot. So, like, she she we know that Rosalind had some connection to the resistance, although she wasn't necessarily like an active resistance fighter. So presumably we can guess that uh, it's possible Tori had you know, some hand in, in the resistance as well. But of course, yeah, we know that Lee and uh, and the Admiral you know, concocted a plan and they, they went back for the rescue, which gave us a. Once again, the greatest moment in sci-fi history. Uh-huh. The Adama Maneuver, where he fucking <laughs> jumps the Galactica straight into the atmosphere to launch the, the Vipers, and then jumps out like in free fall. Oh, yes. so good. So, so cool. good. What <laughs> a show. I still get goosebumps thinking about that. Um, I'll never see that coming. They, never, <laughs> they did not, and they, I don't think they would ever again either. Nope. I'm like, no one's stupid enough to try that twice. <laughs> <laughs> 
interesting now. And yet, season four. Season <laughs> 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 four two, just them dropping into planets. <laughs> that's all they do. In and out. It's... Interesting now, the two most, I mean, arguably powerful people in the fleet, Roslyn and Adama, mm-hmm. they're second in command, seconds in command, um, are oh, both Cylons. Consider it that way, but that makes, yeah. 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 That is, <laughs> and like, these are highly placed people, you know, the, mm-hmm. you know, on again, off again, XO of the fleet, the president's most trusted advisor, the chief of the deck crew. And a brand new pilot, uh, a former uh, resistance fighter, former Cylon, former pyramid player, uh, <laughs> turned Cylon. Uh, not former Cylon. He's, he's turned Cylon again. Cylon. Well, he has been the whole time. He's he's a reformed. He's reformed as a Cylon. Um, but yeah, so all so, of yeah. these all of these people are in important positions in some uh, some way or another. And, yeah, so and that, that does make Tori a little more. Again, as you were saying, um, la- earlier this episode last week, when were you? Um, that like <laughs> the gifts this yeah, Tori's not like the most important for us, but she, in terms of the fleet, is pretty important. And I'm gonna try to articulate this thing and. Y'all know I'm really good at trying to articulate things, so we'll see if this even ends up in the episode. But I've always had this thing in my head of, like, isn't it convenient that the characters we get the most contact with in a show or movie are the ones who matter the most? That we don't ever just follow some random character around Mm -hmm. who has nothing to do with anything. But obviously, like, nobody wants to watch that. That's why. Um, But the show's done a pretty good job of giving us a character who, even though they haven't, like, Tori hasn't played a major role for us as far, like, off camera very well could, I mean, again, she's the president's uh, advisor. She, mm-hmm. like, so you can imagine a life for Tori off camera from us that is important and that does take up a lot of space in terms of which characters matter and how. In a way that, like, again, Hot Dog, Hot Dog, I think, just probably hangs out in his bunk until he needs to be on screen. It just, he watches Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, gross. Um, speaking of people you know, who that, matter, that, that does bring up a good point, though, Andrea. Hmm. Is that okay? So we've got four, four of the final five Cylons, right? Possibly six. Yep. And it just so happens that all four of these Cylons all ended up in this one spot, like. You know, most of humanity is wiped out. They all survived that. It turns out that two of them not only were in the colonial fleet, but were serving on the same ship right. at the same time. Right, yeah. This and is then, a good example of what I mean with any show or movie, yeah. yeah. And then and then another one just happens to show up and, and join that ship also. And then the fourth one just happens to be on the other most important ship. <laughs> right. Like, mm-hmm. What are the odds? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like, like statistically, all four of them should have died on on Caprica uh-huh. right. in the but, attacks. Yeah, but again, and like, if, and none of and like, and like, and again, what are the what are the odds that they, these people would all rise to such prominent, important positions? Like, how come we don't have a final asylum that's just like Jim the janitor, Steve the yeah? I mean, exactly. And so, and that again is what I think about a lot of stories, not just ones that have like mystery characters, but. But we wouldn't, this is so stupid, but, like, we wouldn't, the reason that that happens and this is the show we get is because the version of this in whatever other universe, like, 
where those people don't all end up in the same place at the same time wouldn't get a TV show made about it. You know what I mean? Like, because there's no story there. Yeah. Um, fair, fair. If, we, if fair. we're pretending that this is like a real thing that, ex- you know what I mean? Like to, yeah. yeah. But again, like they're but the characters right, yeah. that they're the characters that matter because that's how the story was written. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It, it, it's kind of a self-fulfilling thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Unless. But again, speaking of the people who matter, uh, Gas Baltar's had a, a hell of a journey this season uh, with uh, escaping New Caprica with the Cylons, uh, mm. you know, to like starting to help the, lead them towards Earth, learning about their projection capability, starting to wonder if he might be a Cylon and uh, never fully getting his answer, uh, having a, a thruple with Caprica and Deanna. Yeah. Like, that was wild. And then uh kicking caprica to the curb to to okay. f- fulfill his destiny of seeing the faces of the final five which he which doesn't, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. uh getting pistol whipped by Tyrrell and end up <laughs> in, in a body bag and in jail and on trial with the fucking wildest most bullshit baloney trial of the century mm-hmm. <laughs> uh to being acquitted and um I mentioned last week uh, that there was the the woman who came to visit him. Uh, you know, please bless my king? son. And oh no, my not, not king. Uh, no. And was also at his trial. Well, after Baltar was kind of left to his own devices and was wandering the the corridors of Galactica, getting people, you know, having people bump into him while he's carrying the one box of his belongings. Uh, he, <laughs> it's like he got kicked out of the office. Yeah, like he got yes, fired. He got day. fired. He's got his plants. <laughs> File boxes. He has plants, yeah. and there's a picture of his kids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, he, he encounters a, a few women who uh, we learn one of them is is the woman that had come to his cell to, to you know ask him for the blessing, and they they shroud him with a, a blanket. They're like, you know, come with us. And he's like, where are you taking me? He's like, to your new life. Uh, so and he's just like, okay, yeah. Okay. I mean, he he knows that shit's going down right now anyway, and this is his best chance to escape while people are too focused on the current crisis crisis to. Uh, uh, take a moment and you know have some mob justice on him, uh, so he's gonna yeah. he's gonna follow these people because because ev- everyone's out to kill him, so he has absolutely no reason to suspect that these people that are just like here put this blanket over your head and come with <laughs> us aren't going to like take him to murder him somewhere. Like he's way too trusting here. Yeah. Well, it's it's understandable when he see, like when he sees the the women initially he tries to run away but when he sees uh, this woman whose name I, I don't remember off the top of my head but uh, when he sees her uh, and you know, he recognizes her as the as the woman who like asks you know, for his his blessing he that's true. I, I think at this point he oh you know she's not even named she's just credited as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think he's like okay this this person thinks that I'm more important than I am I can probably work with that. Yeah. I think I think he sees this as a very Gaius opportunity. Uh, he's also it's funny that you said he's too trusting in this scene but the more I'm thinking about it, Gaius is a lot of things but untrusting isn't really like that's. He let Six, like, convince him, and it didn't seem like it was very difficult, to giving away the government secrets that led to the Cylon infiltration. Like, he's not, he doesn't seem a great judge of character in that way to begin with. So Mm -hmm. I'm also not, it's it's not totally unlike him to, and I'm sure I could think of other instances. I can't right now, but, yeah. 
Well, easily. Well, they're, also, they're also women, so he's probably thinking there's a chance he might have sex with them. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. But so, that, so he's going to go see how this plays out. He's <laughs> like, I've always wanted a harem. <laughs> easily lost. In, I mean, he had one on New Caprica. Uh, oh, that's right. Literally. Easily lost in all of the drama of these like big moments, these big reveals, and these big character arcs. Uh, we found out the origins of the, the second Cylon war and that it very likely oh God, was the, uh, Admiral then commander's, uh, fault when, uh, he, uh, he lets, shot uh, down. he shot down one of his own pilots who was on a, you know, an illegal recon mission. Uh, poor bulldog, man. Bulldog. I hope we haven't bulldog. seen since, by the way, I hope bulldog's okay. He got he got sent back out amongst the fleet to kind of reacclimate, and I hope you know I hope Bulldog's just getting a comfortable retirement. You yeah. know, uh, he amongst would be a good example of a character that would feel like a cop out if we found out that he was one of the final five. Yeah, in a way that I don't think Tori does quite as much. Okay, that's fair. Um, we learned that the the Admiral and Rosalind uh, have uh, really developed a, a closeness that sometimes uh, manifests as them like reinforcing each other's worst characteristics, and sometimes just shows up in the sweetest, most tender moments. And ain't uh, that love, huh, folks? And ain't that love? Uh, and they, they they kiss once in this season, don't they? They do, they do. And we also uh, learn that you know, they. They really want that cabin by the lake that, that Laura imagined down on New Caprica. I mean, <gasps> yes. If the final scene of the show isn't the two of them in the cabin <laughs> by a lake, I'm going to, I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll think of it, though. <laughs> um, I've got a little time. So there's something that you have said a couple times uh, throughout the, this episode is we've talked about the, the final five and there being one Last left to six. reveal. <laughs> exactly that. <laughs> Go into that a little bit. Yeah, I, that's not a new theory for me. I've been saying that, I think, since we, since I knew that there were 12, well, since it's the 12 zodiac mm-hmm. signs and 13 12 colonies. 12 signs, the 12 colonies, the 13th yeah, colony just, being... It, just feels like there's an odd man out there. Yeah. Um, and in, we've had a lot of, uh, yeah, we've had a lot of just different sort of like numerology, number symbol type things. One of them being obviously the number eight. And here's just me being bad at math. If listeners um, in every other episode, I will say something like, we know we've got eight, right? Because mm-hmm. eight and five is 12, which isn't true at all. It's five. <laughs> but I've just had it in my head that, like, that those are the numbers. And then the first time we're in the opera house, we get, we counted the banners and there were eight, right? Yep. Okay. And so then we were down to final five. Now, when we're in the opera house in this last episode, we see six. Yeah. It's possible that two are, I guess, off screen somewhere, but that's not what it looks like. And so I'm wondering if that's, Part of the hint, that wouldn't have been enough for me hmm. if I hadn't already been, like, waiting for a 13th. Um, it also would make, who like, unless the final five got together and figured out how to 
do this. It seems like a lot of work for the five people to do to hide themselves in whatever way without, Mm -hmm. like, who's flipping the activation switch? Right. Like, who tuned the big radio to the right (laughs) signal for the other radios? No, the big phone, you know, like coneheads. But uh, so it feels to me like, and then that also um, reconciles this, like, polytheism versus monotheism thing where is if there's some overlap which to me it feels like there's some like ambiguous thing going on for me between the Cylons story and humanity's religion and if there's the Cylons believe in a god who for me is the 13th Cylon and the humans believe in their gods, which sort of overlaps with, I don't know, there's just like something going on there where I, I just think that there's, yeah, I think there could be one more. What if the Silence were the Lords of Kobol? I mean, I, I think I've said that jokingly I at think least you once, but, you have. but I mean, it's, I have another, I have a theory that I, pl- got a theory that I planted Many, well, like a handful of episodes ago, like maybe back even season two um, or early season three. And if that theory proves true, then a lot of the things that are, that don't totally make sense with the information we have so far begin to make more sense. Hmm. And that theory itself, I don't have a ton of evidence for, except that if that theory is true, then these other things make sense, if that makes sense. Um, so I won't really be able to say for sure until, but yeah, do we want, should I visit that now? Is that time? Yeah, why not? My, my major theory? Yeah, do it. I have said that I think, um, I think there might, I don't want to look at your faces because I don't want your reaction in case I'm right, um, or wrong. Um, I think that there might be some time stuff happening and I don't know that I necessarily mean time travel which is what I said before but um the one of the only ways I can think of for it to make sense I wasn't looking at the two of you so I just looked back at the screen and Kitsy you covering your face and Caleb completely gone was shocking (laughs) fully shocking um but so um I think you can come back now the only way it makes sense for things like how does Ty, Ty's right, 40 years in the service, how is that possible? Mm-hmm. People knew, like, unless somehow the Cylons are able to go back and plant them in. Although now that I'm saying that, we, as far as we know, Cylons don't age. Because in my head I was like, oh, they've just been Cylons from the start, meaning since they were babies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think... Wait, Ty does age because mm-hmm. we saw Ty look like we saw Ty. We saw Ty looking like the man I like from the other things, and I am blanking on his name. Yeah, better we, call, sure, better call Saul Ty. Uh, um, we, we saw a younger version of him in the, the flashback when he and Bill first meet, and uh, did yeah, they, we make they, a better call Saul Ty joke about that? Because that's so probably. funny. Because that's who he looks like, Bob Odenkirk. <laughs> And so, fuck, that does, although the only reason we don't think Cylons age is because we've never seen a younger Cylon, right? Like, we've mm-hmm. only been with them for a couple of years. Um, yeah. 
And we've seen no flashbacks, as far as we know, from the Cylon perspective to have seen a younger world or whatever. So, okay. And so also, feel- when, when they regenerate um, or when they, they're reborn, they're reborn as adults. Right. Mm-hmm. But are they just so- reborn at the point where they died? So if they died as a baby, would they regenerate as a baby? I don't know. Whatever. I'm not too caught up with that. I don't think any of that. I don't think we have enough information sure. to yeah. prove or um, to confirm or deny this theory. And that helps things like um, where does the Jimi Hendrix song come from? Mm-hmm. Right? If The Bob tra- Dylan song. Okay. But where does the... Bob Dylan slash, I think that that arrangement is much, like, feels much more inspired. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, But um, unless, and all of this has happened before all of this has happened again, Mm -hmm. and it ran concurrent with Lost, and we know there's time travel stuff there, and I would love for me to be right in both angles of there. Um, And so is, is it possible that... The Cylons, or one of them anyway, knows the outcome from Earth. And we've been saying that these that this is likely in the future. Yeah, so that still works. And if, I don't know. I just, again, I don't have it all fleshed out yet. Yeah. Um, but, but, yeah, I think there's a chance. And it's something I'm going to be watching for more proof of in this final season. Yeah. Now, you mentioned Earth, which is interesting, because uh, I don't think that's come up before on the show. Um, Earth? <laughs> oh, you're doing a bit. <laughs> I really was like, uh. uh. But I, one thing we, we did not mention uh, is at the end of season three, when Starbuck shows up and says, I've been to Earth, I'm going to take us there. Mm-hmm. We then see the camera zoom through mm-hmm. space and show up at earth the earth that we know as earth because we see north america because mm-hmm. that's how we know it's earth because that's the center of earth as we all know yeah right. um obviously so we, <laughs> we see north america uh and so it's uh it's very obviously if it's not the earth that we are on currently it's uh, a copy of it for sure yeah. so well and that um, gives us it also gives us a little bit of a timestamp in that pangea is obviously not Still, so we're post Pangea, we're post breaking Pangea, and um, that was such a good band, they really yeah, were. Right? Um, and we're post and we're pre Florida breaking off and floating away in the ocean and the erosion, the total erosion of California. So, like, good point, good we point. know we're still in that window. It looked very green and lush, mm-hmm. so it's either like distant past or distant future, yeah, because um, it ain't right now. No, it would be on not. fire. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't enough fire for it to be right now. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and so it also, passing through that maelstrom, I if there's a time thing going on, time travel rules, there are none that are consistent anywhere. And it's quite possible that passing through that maelstrom sends you back or forward to a different time on Earth than would directly correspond with whatever time it is amongst the colonies. And especially because we know like space travel in general can fuck with our conceptions of, or perceptions of time. So there's like a lot of gray area there, I think. So playing off of that, 
how do you feel now about whether or not the uh, folks who... Whether or not Wobox Earth? uh, No, uh, because it's not. not sure. uh, Whether or not they were actually standing on Earth when they uh, did the thing with the Era of Apollo. Oh, fuck. That's a good question, because... Here's what I would love to happen, and I don't know that we'll get any information about it, and I don't even know that it makes sense, but I would love for us to somehow find out that whoever is in charge here harnessed some power of the way the maelstrom opens up to pass through from Earth to wherever they are and has figured out how to do that or where to locate it in other places. Mm -hmm. And what is happening there is they literally were passing through some kind of... But then you wouldn't have to go... Yeah, that doesn't make sense because then you could just use that as a little doorway through. You know what I mean? Like you could just line everybody up. You wouldn't even have to get them all on the ships and through the maelstrom that way. They're going to get to Earth after years of being chased by the Cylons only to find out that there was like a, a like, you know, DS9 style wormhole that would take them right there. <laughs> exactly. left y'all a door right there. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, why'd you go the long way? We literally had an arrow pointing at it for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, another character that had a pretty... Uh, tumultuous arc this year uh, this season was uh lee lee adama uh captain apollo as the president used to refer to him uh you know he he got married to uh Duala. he was uh having a fling with starbuck that put his marriage on the rocks he fixed that up and then he uh resigned his commission uh, as a major in the fleet to be a lawyer and he divorced him for it uh and like like he ends the season back in the cockpit. So, like, wh- where does Lee go from here? Earth. Earth. <laughs> I think he follows Starbuck to Earth. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I'm going to make a little super cut of every time Caleb has said I hate you and it sounds, like, a little too real. Or it's like, ooh, Caleb, Caleb really does hate us. Oh, only my. sometimes a little bit, um, which but do you I'm think fine he, with. Do you think uh, he requests to be reinstated and the Admiral allows him? Do you think he remains in civilian life and pursues a career in law? Like what, what does Lee no, do with he's himself? Back in the, he's back in the saddle. I really, that's one of the things I really like about the end of this is that it does end as close to where we began in those ways of like mm-hmm. ties back as uh, XO and, and Starbuck and Lee are, are flying right next to each other. Um, you know, like I, I like that little bit of um, almost like a, a kind of reset in 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 a strange way mm-hmm. um but i i don't know what we do with lee it i hope to god that the will they won't they between lee and starbuck is done probably it won't be because i'm i don't know i mean i know the two of you are on my side but that show wants us to be rooting for the two of them as a couple lee is still married um well d did walk out on him though Oh my god, that's right. Good for you, D. Did we talk about that? We did. Just now. Okay. Caleb Miller just mentioned it a few <laughs> months ago. But I mean, like, did we And I we, mean Anders yeah. has moved on already. Yeah. I so mean, like they're both single now. Yeah. I mean, I do so I still hate it. Um good for D. I forgot that that I was how I forgot how excited I was about that. Um, but I don't I don't know what we d- I don't know what we do with Lee. Like, I just don't, I think, although the thing with him is that 
his whole point of being in the military at all was to like follow in his daddy's footsteps and for a story to be satisfying mm-hmm. you like he needs to break out of that in some more like permanent way and there was that moment where Gaia says earlier in the season do you ever think the Galactica will be piloted by somebody whose last name is an Adama and so I think that that was or I hope that that was a little bit of foreshadowing that um, at some point it won't be and you know, so for I hope I hope Lee just follows his heart. Hey, what's where's Eric? He's just being vicey and presidential. Okay, he's just doing shady shit. Okay, <laughs> he's, just because I was yeah. I like the idea of Lee becoming some kind of like rabble rouser like that almost. I think that would be interesting for him. That he's, would be actually really interesting because he's he, hinted toward it. We know that he respects Eric. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I feel like Zarek is is off doing the same kinds of things that any vice president is off doing when you finally <laughs> like stop and think like what's the vice president up to? Mm-hmm. It's it's that whatever that right. is, whatever that is. <laughs> uh, okay, so a lot of shit has happened in, in season three, and we we set up with these these bombshell reveals of the the Cylons of Starbuck being back of Lee maybe maybe not being uh, part of the the fleet anymore. The president. Has cancer again, like all of these things are happening. Andrew, what what do you uh, what do you think is going to happen, and what do you want to happen in season four? My first thought is I really like the idea of maybe not the whole season, but there's something really fun for me about watching them try to carry out business as usual, knowing that they're Cylons Mm -hmm. of like almost like a, a a reset of we're just, we're heading to earth and we're biding our time and we're waiting to see what we got to do. And knowing that the whole time in the back of their heads, there's something bigger afoot, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see the different Cylons struggle with their existence as Cylons. Um, Ty, obviously like, I think, I would be surprised if Ty doesn't just end up being, I've said before, before we knew whether or not the five as yet to be revealed Cylons knew they were Cylons or not, I said mm-hmm. it would be interesting if if some of those Cylons knew they were Cylons but wanted to help the human race. And so now we have the potential for that really in all of them, but especially in Ty, I think. Um and so I think I like the idea of seeing him try to work sort of maybe as some kind of double agent. I don't know how that would really work because the Cylons are so plugged in with one another, mm-hmm. um, especially now that they're activated. I think my guess is that Tori is going to not have too difficult a time plugging into her Cylon nature. I, I think that we might see her as one of the, like, yeah, more eager to do her thing. Um, to do her thing. You know what I mean. Uh, to make I it. Got, I, got, <laughs> I got tired of that sentence as I was uh, as I was saying it. But, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I think, yeah. So I'm really interested to see how all that works out. Tyrrell is going to be really interesting because I think he could go really any mm-hmm. any which way. Um, though I but, do know that this show likes to turn things on its head and – like thinking about what happened between season two and season three, I never would have seen that little time jump coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's possible that we go back to season one and play the whole thing through. Like anything could happen. Um, 
Well, and Tyrell and Callie's marriage has been uh, oh, a little bit on the rocks. Callie, I forgot about her. But I, I, and I feel got like a baby. I feel like finding out that he's a Cylon will will kind of help help them on the road to repairing that relationship. I think definitely. <laughs> I think Wait. she'll be really happy for him. That's <laughs> yeah. Um, those fuckers, the show, or me. Is this me forgetting that I knew something that I didn't know or something? What didn't you know? Did we, did the show have us believing that only, that it had to be a human, a human man and a Cylon woman or just that it couldn't be two Cylons and, okay, never mind. The latter, yeah. yeah. Okay. The All right, well, forget that then. But that's an interesting point. This is now the second instance of a human Cylon hybrid and they don't even know it mm-hmm. which like wouldn't they have seen the baby's uh octagonal blood uh, is the the silence are they octagonal or are they hexagonal I don't Remember? who remembers yeah they would would but they it, have noticed that the baby's blood was different you'd think they would have wouldn't they have Maybe noticed they that didn't. the chief's blood was different that the who the chief? Chiefs. Chiefs. Or well, Tyrell. I mean, Tyrell's been punched enough. Surely they've got a blood sample from him. But they weren't <laughs> looking for it. It wasn't yeah. until... That is true. You know, and they have no reason... But, like, there's... Baltar's silent detector worked better than he knew. All he needed was mm. to just look at the blood. <laughs> I mean... Yeah. <laughs> All right, so who's the fifth and maybe sixth? You you just tell me real quick. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. It's uh, oh, I'm sorry, it's, we're out of time for uh, uh, this this season recap. So we uh, damn we are we're in the nebula. The we're staring down a, an entire Cylon fleet, and we don't know what's going to happen next. So uh, we uh, like the the four Cylons revealed are going to uh, take up our stations and do our fracking jobs. Hell yeah! Uh, and we will see you next week. Jumping right into season four of Battlestar Galactica, the 2004 sci-fi original series uh, called He That Believeth in Me. Ooh. uh, That's a God thing. That is. That is. So uh, we'll see you then. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back. Your prep. Set Condition One is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.